Warning, this podcast is a lot to swallow. Both hosts Jonathan Shane and Michael Gorman are not medically licensed professionals and are only sharing their opinions on subjects spoken about on this podcast. A lot to swallow is not held liable for anything you attempt during or after listening to it. Listener's discretion is advised. So hey there, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of A Lot to Swallow, your new favorite podcast. And if it's not your new favorite podcast, it hopefully will be eventually. Um, I feel like, John, you and I are people either are really interested in us right away or we wear them down. And eventually, like, we just don't go away. So we're not going anywhere. We're recording more episodes. We're excited to be heading, you know, into the the holidays and everything but we'll still be here we're not planning to take any breaks or anything so we are here for y'all people and as usual uh we're getting started with what's cooking what we're thinking about and for me john i wanted to say like this this week is always one of my favorite weeks of the year and can you guess why no apps like like literally no 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 reason yeah because one I'm, I'm saying favorite in quotes i'm being a little sarcastic oh um, it is annual everyone has to share their spotify rap week where everyone now thinks that we all need to know what their favorite song of the year was who their top artists were and for those of us in podcasting who their you know which podcast they listen to the most and literally my feed all week has just been one spotify rap after another after another after another and it's boring. Wow. I know it's uh I, I don't it's not like I have a lot of feelings about it, but I just I'm really it's I just love when it's people are like surprised as to what like their top listen to music was for the year. You know what you listen to. Most likely you're listening to a playlist all the time or listening to like the same artist. So yeah, I it's 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 shared like it's a status thing, and I just don't understand it. And you're younger, you're um, 30, 40 years younger than I am. Do, do you understand the attraction for sharing something like that? Do you get it? Is Were you excited for yours? Do you even pay I, attention to it? No, not at all. I could give a crap less. <laughs> I don't care at all. Um, I don't know about the, the, the Spotify place. I have seen a couple. I know exactly what you're talking about. This is the first year I've noticed it. Was this going on ne- ne- last year? Oh, it's been going on for years. Oh, and- yeah. What I love about it, one, I'll just say for everyone, I use Apple Music, so I don't listen to Spotify. So when I click on like Spotify rap, it just is literally yeah. like you didn't listen to any music on Spotify this year. You've got nothing. My- um, so maybe there's a part of me that feels left out. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's it. But what I love even more is the second wave you get halfway through the week. And that's the people who are doing like I'm doing right now. And they're commenting how they don't care about people's Spotify rap. So it's like, there are those out there who have been all year saving their memes to put up the, you know, I I don't want, you know, posting pictures of your Spotify rap is like posting pictures of your baby. No one wants to see it. Like, that's a big one that I've probably seen five or six times this week, um, which no offense to parents out there. You know, most babies look alike. No one, no one, none of us out there see the difference. You know, I have friends who just had a baby. And even when I see the baby, everyone's like, he's so different. And I'm like, a little bit maybe he's still must be so fun at the christmas party he's still got a round head like he's still not walking i feel like it's you know you know once a baby gets to be like two months old and they're not walking yet i get concerned like are they lazy why don't they have a job yet like what are they contributing to the household but i feel the same way about you know things like that and i'm trying to think if there's anything like that that i ever participate in like do I be like, this is my favorite thing of the year? Like, do I like it? Like, I, I will say my other podcasts, I get some people who are sharing that I was their top podcast for the year. And I love that. And I appreciate them. And it's great. I just, I don't, I don't if is, it's like bringing them, is it like sharing a mixtape with your friends kind of thing? And you're, you're probably too young for mixtapes, but like sharing like a tape you made of your favorite music and having a friend be like, that's, that's fun. I don't want to listen to it. That's cute. I don't so, need it. Like two two things on that. Two things on this. Uh, one, Mary Roberts, her podcast. Um, oh my gosh, I can't remember the name right now. Oh, she's gonna listen to this. Oh, and I can't. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, it's Food Freedom, right? Food mm-hmm. Freedom. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Whew. Uh, 
our episode, which at the time when it released was like the most controversial episode ever, uh, is her most played. So I was proud of that. Um, so that was cool. Secondly, though, you need to know this. You literally just said that you don't listen to Spotify and you upload we upload our podcast through Spotify and you have 12 Spotify followers. I'm looking at the number right now. So I want you to know that you are probably hated at this moment and the no. has recorded everything you've just said. It's I don't it's I it's Spotify music. I listen to podcasts on Spotify. I just oh, listen oh. to music. Oh, wait, what's the difference? What's the difference? On well, the music music is an album. Like oh. people people write songs and perform it. And a podcast is people talking. Oh. So there's they're, they're very different. They're two different things. You know what um, I mean? But I don't like, I don't use it for music. I don't even probably use that. Like, honestly, I probably just have like 10 songs on Apple Music that I play over and over again. I have the same like list of, of songs I listen to sometimes at the gym. That's about it. I have a couple random albums. That's probably, you know, I did figure out eventually how to delete the YouTube album that was put on everyone's iPhones years ago. Like, I, so I don't have that there anymore. Like, I don't know. I mean, I've got some, I've got a Christmas list. I listen to the Indigo Girls, like their greatest hits. Like that's pretty much where I'm at. Like I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm just not a big music person. Who are the Indigo so, Girls? Like I'm just not. I don't know. I don't listen to music a lot. I'd rather listen to a podcast. Who, who are the Indigo Girls? Who are the Indigo Girls? What is that? It's they're like a rock alternative folk duo from the eight they were big in the 80s early 90s and they're still kind of like cult following um, uh, uh, they were big when i was in high school um, gotcha gotcha and it's it's not exciting for anyone else listening to this um but but, but it's just me i'm uh we, we like let's be honest people like we got to have something to talk about and so i was like oh all the kids are putting their spotify wraps up let's talk about it like that'll be not interesting at all for anyone to hear me complain about but i needed to complain about something because otherwise like i i don't have a lot to complain about this you're not even you like if you don't complain you're not mike like mike has to have something it's part of like your your personality well i think it's just been i don't know my brain's been in other places and focused on other things so Mm -hmm. i don't know I i was literally waiting to get on this call and i'm like i have no idea like my brain went blank which most people appreciate when my brain go- my brain goes blank because then I stop talking. I but yeah. the purpose of this podcast is for us to talk, so it's not good. Okay. So I literally was I was literally sitting here in the room that I recorded, and I'm like, I still have some boxes to unpack. Uh, c- complain about moving? What you know? Then now I feel like I'm like a '90s comedian. You ever have to like put things in boxes? <laughs> and, move them, and then you forget to label the box. You don't know what's on the outside, what's in it, but. <laughs> And then I look over at the crates I have to unpack and they're clear plastic. So I know exactly what's in them. It's just more, I don't know where I want to put that stuff yet, but I don't know. Like that's what, do you have anything going on with you that you want to talk about for what's cooking tonight? Like, mm-hmm. or are we just going to, am I going to just try to milk Spotify rap for another like two or three minutes? No, no, no. That was a terrible punchline, by the way. Like the whole, that was bad. Just want you to know. Um, uh, I was waiting for something funny and it didn't come. It was kind of oh, like, no, there was there's nothing funny tonight. Oh, it's like, very anticlimactic. Oh yeah. Every, uh, yeah. This is this is the fifth episode dip, I think they call it. <laughs> like you come out hot, you get, you know, your first four episodes in, you feel great. You hit the fifth one and you're like, Well, we we, we had a good run. You yeah, know, we did our best. We uh um it's okay. This actually ties into our, our main topic for the the, the the night. Um before I jump into my what is cooking though on the Spotify on the listeners we've had 54 total plays of this podcast already which nice I think is freaking awesome so thank you to everyone listening you are the oxygen that drives us so appreciate you um okay so my what is cooking is about little gremlin children it's about my daughter um (laughs) so I it baffles me and this might not even be a long what is cooking uh, it's not necessarily negative either it really isn't like it baffles me how something so cute and so adorable and just so pu- like just so you know like you just want to eat her like not in a cannibalistic way but you know in a cute way uh it can be so annoying like it's it the contrast of toddlers is insane to me like 
just today she did something and I like you know I got onto her and like five seconds later she turns around and does something and giggles and I laugh I laugh I can't help it it like it just like it's like word vomit and it's I almost get frustrated how easy it is for her to make me smile especially like when I'm trying to get onto her I don't know I don't know why that is with toddlers I don't know if it's just because they're little or there's an innocence to them but there's not that's the problem like when people like oh they're innocent no they're not have you you obviously have never raised children if you think toddlers are innocent toddlers are little gremlins they are i mean at their core they are i'm not trying to get and it's not a philosophical speech here but at their core they are these innately selfish creatures they are mean from the time they're born all they care about is is their basic hierarchy of needs feed me clothe me give me something fun to do whether that's stimulating through tv nowadays or whatever me 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 you have to teach you have to like like i remember the first time we actually got Haley to share something with us it was food amazing we were so proud of her but we had to teach her to share her innate reaction is to hoard to keep to to hold um toddlers are innately not nice beings <laughs> like well, that that's that's an interesting hard stance for you to take. Like John doesn't John is against children, but no, what? <laughs> I mean, the other thing is like no, it's it's already passed. You said it. Um, no. Clip clips audio clips are being taken already. <laughs> but it's also interesting. Like you teach a, a, a kid to share, and then they flip that around on you and want you to share everything that you have. True. So it's there. You know, you have to share this. You have to let you know so and so play with this, or you got to give us some of that, or that's not all for you. And then you're sitting there. You know, when you're trying to sit down to enjoy your ribeye and she's had her dinner already and you need to share because you're teaching her sharing is caring and you want her to, you know, have the proper ego development and all of those things. But you're I mean, you're right. Like children, they're. And it's funny because you, you brought up laughing like just so many times, like I've looked at kids in my life and realized that you want to laugh at the things that they're doing. But once they realize they can make you laugh and that you enjoy something that they're doing they're going to then try to use that. Like they're going to try to make you laugh. If they know you're getting upset or something's going on, you know, anything along those lines, like they go right back to the funny. Like they learn to be natural comedians because they, they enjoy laughing. So they want you to enjoy laughing and that'll get them out of trouble. It, but it, when it's hard too, because some of their habits are reciprocated, even if you're not trying to like, for example, the, today, great example. So uh, you know, I work from home. Ashley's out of the house three days a week. So when she's out working, I, I'm a stay at home dad through and through proud of it. I love, I love all the time I get to spend with her. Um, she is, you know, one of the most precious things in my life, my daughter, I love her to death. Uh, and today though, she was, you know, she, she has her, she just, she does this fake cry when she doesn't get what she wants. She's like in this phase where like, when she doesn't get what she wants, she doesn't like whine she just immediately goes to crying like okay like you know she's looking at you see if you're watching like like it's like it's real intentional and uh she's she does this thing when she pouts now where she crosses her arms and she goes hmm yeah big off hmm and looks at you and then walks off like walks off with her arms crossed mm -hmm. and um and i couldn't get her to like except like oh yeah uh what, what was it over it was over something with uh, a food or a drink and um she wanted something uh and i was like no and she said hmm hmm and she kept like she started crying about it and i said no and i looked at her and i hadn't done this before i crossed my arms and i go hmm and when i did it back at her she kind of smirked <laughs> but then she walked away she gave up she was like all right but then part of me was like, I can't believe that worked. One, like, one, where did she learn that? Because I didn't teach her that. Because I've never done, I've never done that before. Two, why did that work? Three, now that that's worked, even though it was good because she listened, she responded to that sign language, that body language. I have now reinforced that habit, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's like, and I'm like, oh crap, you know? Because like, dude, parenting is it's tricky. It's tricky. It's fun though. But yeah, like kids are kids are interesting creatures for sure. Well. And one of the things that you're going to miss out on for a while, because I know you're you're not a big cursor with your language. Um, but the first time a kid uses a curse word and a swear. And all you want to do is laugh because it's so and, it, and the, the willingness to laugh at it comes from the fact that that's not what should be coming out of a kid's mouth. They have no idea what they're saying. Where do they hear it? Like all of those things. It's literally one of the you know when adults swear too much it's like okay like you don't really need to like why why are you wasting your words that way 
but when a little kid does it, it like punches you in the gut and is sometimes the funniest thing in the world that you've seen, but you can't laugh at it because they'll just keep doing it. Because I've seen people laugh at it when their kids do it, and then the kids just keep doing it and keep doing it and don't and they have no idea what they're doing and their mouths are worse than truck drivers. So there's there's things that kids start to pick up on that they see in other places and hear other people say and do and like you got to watch what you're saying around kids because they're going to pick up on it and they're going to incorporate it and next thing you know you're trying to explain what things mean that that you don't want to explain to kids what they mean so it's it's it can be fun. Yo, yeah, yeah, I remember uh, she learned oh my and that one's cute though. Mm. Like we'll be doing something. Oh and yeah. She'll go, oh my. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> uh now i will say so yeah you're right I, I i don't curse at all and and uh but you know I, i'll be i'll flip through tiktok and you know tiktok has no like mm-hmm. and so every now and then an f-bomb will drop and what it does i like i like cover my hand with the mic and i look at her and i'm like please don't learn that word please don't right learn that word. <laughs> because the expletives like for you know take all the meaning out of them and all of those things and take that away they're hard like they're hard vocal sounds like a swear like the the f word ends with that hard k like a like and that's when they're learning language like some of those sounds are like fun for them to say so they don't even know what they're saying and so they're saying it and they're enjoying saying it and then someone's laughing at them saying it so they're like oh people laugh at it and when people laugh at me i usually get things that i want so i'm just gonna want i'm gonna run around saying this and yelling it at the top of my head and next thing you know you're like well that we can't no we don't use that word and luckily you don't have you know a child who's going to say but you say it all the time and have to deal with that situation that some parents have to go through mm. but it, huh. It, huh. it's it, it i think it goes you know and there's a reason i brought this up because it goes back to that idea like i think one of the things about toddlers is it's you're starting to realize that like they're little people mm. like so some of their behavior seems like mature beyond their years but you realize that we assign value to that behavior like we assign maturity and thought and depth and to them it's just something they're parroting you know it's not something that they really learned what it means yet they're doing it to see what kind of reaction they get and how they can use that reaction and what that means for them and all of those things so it's funny when you're like wow they're just like a full-grown adult and it's like no they're not a full-grown adult they have no idea what they're doing what that means like even when they first start using words the word association isn't even fully there yet like it's 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 interesting and fun to watch as they develop Oh yeah, the uh, what she's been doing lately is really fun. Like when she's talking, uh, she'll like you know it's the first word makes sense, gibberish for the next five seconds, and the mm-hmm. last word makes sense. Daddy, a blah chips. Like you know, like mm-hmm. I, I can like out of context. Every now and then though, she'll say a sentence, and there's like five or six words that are very distinct throughout it, and I'm like, oh okay, look at you growing up. Uh yeah, no, they they are a lot of fun. They're just it's just funny. It, it, it being a parent's fun and like the like i guess because I, I think a lot of parents especially with the stress of the world and, and just life and you know and, and finances and just everything that, that goes on um i think that it's really easy to not be in the moment with your children and so those things happen you kind of laugh at them and like you remember those those core memories because they're 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 positively traumatic or i don't know if that's a word but like or that's even a phrase that makes sense but like i don't think it does i don't think it, uh, you know what i mean though like it's okay it, in a good way it kind of sits in your brain um like like it, it's a core memory right but instead of negative it's positive anyways um if anybody actually knows that term email me at a lot to swallow at gmail.com and explain how i would phrase that uh <laughs> uh but um like those core memories but they really miss out on a lot and i think that's something that you know i i, I do pride myself on this truly i've tried really hard to do is to be intentional about being in the moment with Haley. Like, you know, like today, you know, I had business meetings and this and admin stuff and all this stuff I got to do, you know, emails and blah, blah, phone calls and all the things that I do on Mondays to get the, get, get the week started. And, um, you know, but there were moments where she would come sit on my lap or she wanted to tell me a joke or she, we worked on our ABCs before between calls one. And like, I try not to look at my phone. I try not to, oh my gosh, you know, cause you know what I'm saying? Like someone, like a parent can take their kid and like work on their ABCs and they're just like, okay, this is just, I'm just checking the box. I'm making sure they're working. Okay. They have their pen. They have their paper. I sounded out some vows. I did the things I need to do. Now I need to go back to that meeting I'm thinking about. I don't do that. Like if the meeting doesn't start till nine and we're on eight 30, we're at ABCs. Like I do not think about my meeting at night. Like in that moment I am, 
I am teaching her ABCs. I'm watching her face. I'm enjoying her eyes, looking at the letters, trying to understand what I'm trying to explain to her, her getting some of it right, her facial expression when we celebrate, when we don't get it right, when she wants to you know, veer off to another subject and just scribble lines on the paper instead of whatever, right? Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm watching all that. I'm being aware of all that in the moment. And I think for me, that has made time go by so slow. Like people are like, oh, it flies by. And I'm like, this has not flown by for me. I have thoroughly enjoyed the last two years that Haley has been alive. Like I have, I feel like I've been so intentional with it that like, I don't feel like time's gone by. I feel like the past two years, I feel like I've known Haley for half a decade. Like I feel like she's been in my life for years, like more than two for sure. Uh, but she hasn't, it's only been two years. But I think, I guess what I'm saying is I think part of what makes time with family and kids go by is our lack or um, our intention around uh, being in the moment and taking in those those, those things. I don't know, that was a weird subtangent, but... Yeah, you got kind of deep there in the end. After you just you just told us that you don't like children, you went off on why you like children. <laughs> but I, I like that you brought it back and you were like, she's, you know, you get bored um, is what I took from that. So like, I understand. Like, if it's not just two years, it feels like it's been 10, like 10 <laughs> long dragged out years. Like, that's what I heard. I mean, that may not have been your intention, um, but that's, I think that's the message we're leaving people with is okay. that you're bored of children. Okay, that's going to be the title of the episode. <laughs> board, board of children. Board of, board of children? Question mark. Um, that I don't know what kind of algorithm that would put us into, so I don't think we should do that. Okay. I don't. I don't think that's a good place for us to go. Okay. Speaking of places for us to go, why don't we uh, get into the the main thing we wanted to talk about tonight, which is similar to some of the things we've already brought up already, but and we how many times we're five episodes in, and I think we said that like four times. Yeah. So we're doing good. Like we're, we're developing a pattern and hopefully it's a pattern that people are listening to. I did want to shout out the fact that we are on Apple podcasts now. So if you were listening to us on another platform, cause you've been waiting to hear that we're on Apple, we are officially on Apple. So mm-hmm. not if, so it's not bad. You know, if you're listening to us on something else on Spotify or whatever, you know, whatever you like listening to the podcast on, um, but know that we're on Apple now. So if you're an Apple person, you've been waiting for it to show up. We're on there. Which, believe it or not, it was not the young guy in this pair duo thing that figured out the technological snafu on that. It was, uh, it was Mr. Oldie. Over well, there. you just threw your, you just threw your hands up and said, "We can't do it. It's not possible." And <laughs> That's not what I said. Whatever. You were like, "I can't do it. It won't let me do it. It can't, won't. Doesn't work. Doesn't work." And then you started. Wow. Like, you 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 folded your arms and you stormed off. And I was like, "Wow, that is just what his daughter would have done." That was borderline story. a Donald Trump impersonation. <laughs> I don't think it was, but it doesn't work. It doesn't. It did. It didn't. That's what you sounded like. Um, and then we made it work. So that's good. You know, Apple can be Apple can be weird with podcasts. So we're 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 happy to be up there. So uh, let's see if let's see if this episode is worth being up up on all these different services. Like, what are we, what are what are we talking about for? Where's the beef this week? What's the what's the meat of the matter? Oh wow, wow! The list of puns that was gold. That was really good. I'm impressed. Um, so actually, it's it's actually about like I, something I was thinking about today. Uh, it was just how, it, and maybe it's just an end of the year thing. I don't know. Um, but like how difficult it can be to be someone that creates content or just that try that that is categorized as you know what we talk, talked about in the past a couple episodes. It's like an influencer, right? Like when they take it serious, right? So there's people that like do really obnoxious things and they end up just being an influencer. Um, and, and and simply because people watch their content and are influenced by their actions, negative, positive, or otherwise, uh, you know, and honestly, a lot of those guys get a lot more popular than the other ones. But uh, when you're intentional about it, when you're like, all right, like I really want to um, – put good content out there i want to be intentional we were talking about the topics of this podcast and like me and mike were kind of you know brainstorming like what topics what makes sense because we want this to be an authentic good flow conversation where me and mike are just being ourselves it's kind of the point of the podcast but at the same time y'all deserve structure because we want to give y'all good content we want y'all to to know that there's segments and look forward to each segment and like there's there there needs to be some kind of, of of structure there right um and so like working through ideal topics and what that might look like and like 
those things matter. And there are times where like, you know, your brain's not working or like, you're just not feeling as creative. And unfortunately, unlike, you know, writing a book, or maybe you have like some creative thinking job or marketing manager job at a big company where you have a couple days throughout the week to like brainstorm and stuff. Like a lot of this content creation is like on the spot, you know, and of course you can do some backwards planning, but a lot of it's like, okay, Right now, we have a podcast. What's the topic? Okay, the next like two weeks, what's the topic's gonna be like? And you have to like sit there and figure that out then, because like if you don't, you're gonna be like running on on nothing. Um, and I think that like even Instagram, Facebook, all that, it, it can be very difficult. Um, and and this is me not complaining. Like I want to be clear about that. Like I I love the responsibility that I have, as I'm sure Mike does when he shares his opinion on all this. But uh, that doesn't negate the fact that it can be difficult to create content because. You want to be authentic, but you want to be intentional, but you also, you also just want to kind of be yourself. Like you don't want to try so hard to be intentional that you take away from who you are as a person. And that can get difficult because you also see people that do really well that blow up all the time um, that aren't even putting out, like, they're not even intentionally trying to get out good info. They're literally just being themselves. They're just vlogging their life. And people are like, oh, this guy's cool. This girl's cool. Right. And the next thing you know, they have this massive following and they, and everything they do, whether they're intentional with it or not has huge implications on a large population of people. Um, and, and then, you know, so like, I don't know, it's just like that, that tension that's there, like authenticity with, you know, education and, and, and intentionality. Um, it really, it really creates this weird stress ball sometimes. And then, that kind of bogs you down and you get in this weird creative flow. And then, yeah, the end of the year is coming and Christmas and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, you know, something I know you brought up, Mike, which I totally see that connection after you said it was like, people are also like super disengaged right now because it's the holidays, right? So, so your views are going to be down. Your interactions are going to be down. Most people don't want to look at health stuff right now. Uh, so they're actively avoiding your accounts because they know what you're going to say. Um, they're ready to start again on January. Um, and so that, and, and, but also like, everybody's like, don't, okay. I, I can't stand it when business gurus, I'm using air quotes here are like, don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about the numbers. Yes. Overall, don't let the numbers impact your worth and value as a human, right? Like if that's happening, you probably need to take a step back from social media and find another career path or something that, you know, you know, whatever, but like to say the numbers don't matter is stupid. In my opinion, I, I don't like that. I don't like telling people that anymore. I used to do that. Like, Oh, don't worry about the numbers. Just post. And it's like, yeah, post. But like, if you're not getting views, like figure it like, like th that matters. Like that data matters. Like whether you're getting traction, like those things matter, especially if you're trying to make a career or you're trying to build a business. Like if you're not resonating with people, if you're not building authentic relationships and if those authentic relationships aren't creating a level of trust in what you're saying, that they're willing to, um, use your services or use products you use because they trust your opinion. If that rapport is not being built, that's a problem. Um, and so that tension's there. Um, and so when those numbers aren't where they should be, it hurts. It, it's stressful, uh, you know, um, and, but that also blunts your creative flow. That stress also gets in the way of creative flow. And so that also makes your content not as good or makes you, it makes it harder for you to think about what content you should create. And then that cycle continues. And so you just get yourself into some really, um, I know through the past five years I've created content. Like I've definitely been in some like low points where I'm just like, what am I even doing? And then I've had really high points and I'm like, this is awesome. Um, it's just that ebb and flow is just uh, really interesting. And I think that a lot of people think they see influence which is kind of my main point. And then I know I've been rambling, but, uh, and there's a lot of things <laughs> to talk about there, but uh, I think a lot of people look at influencers or, or or coaches or business owners or whatever and they go oh that's easy dude. you just like make content and like you just like make money like wow i wish i had your job i'm over here like being a plumber and it's like one i totally value your work mr plumber mrs plumber but same time um like what i do because of the fact that this is uh, generates me of income um and i'm like literally like like trying to be intentional with people's lives and their long-term health. Like, like this is a very, this can be a very stressful job at times more, uh, more so than I think people realize. So that's kind of the, the main part of the topic. I know I just talked about like 10 different things, but yeah. Well, I wanted to give everyone a chance to take a bathroom break if they needed it after, after that, just, you know, I didn't want to break your flow, but I think you're right. Like, I think there's, it's it's one of those things. And I think it becomes apparent at different points of the year more so than others. Like, 
I think there are times like if you're someone in, like we're in the health and fitness space. So end of very, very, very end of December, but the whole month of January and even into February is like prime time for people putting their eyes on that kind of content. Like, so having people see the things that you're working on. And I, I think that's part of it. Like I'll, I'll tangent because I do want to talk about this this time of year, but I think part of it too is it's hard to separate, you know, things that you put your heart into when you're creating authentic content and messages and you're trying to get people to hear, you know, because it's easy. I think it's also easy for us, for us sometimes like to see people that are making outlandish promises that they're not going to follow through on. But they're just hoping that of the, you know, the the 10,000 people that see their message, if, if 100 of them pay for the garbage that they're selling, then they've won in that moment and they move on to the next piece. Whereas when you're working on something that like I look at, like there are pages on our website that we worked on, you know, for over a year and you want, you know, a lot of people to look at it and to use it. And then you run across someone who has been to your website and still hasn't even noticed that that page is there, you know, and that that information is there. And it's like, well, I put that, uh, I put that together. I put all my work into that and it just wasn't seen. And I think that's also, you know, the problem that people have, you know, with the algorithm. So you see people falling into that trap of trying to do things that are trending so they can get people to look at them so that they can do the stuff that they feel is authentic and somehow sustain that hamster wheel and keep that going. And I just think it's really challenging. Like it's, you have to get back to, being authentic in what you're doing, you know, knowing you're, you're, you know, all of us at the end of the day are like niche marketers. Like we have people that listen to what we say and we have people that don't listen to what we say. And the more we try to get to people that are just aren't, aren't going to listen to listen that, you know, the more we're, we're, we're spinning our wheels. Like we're, we're blowing out tires because we should be focusing on the people out there that are the ones that need the message. And, you know, that's a whole, you know, a whole nother facet of it, but and now I'm rambling. So I'll, I'll stop soon. But I think it's like when you brought this topic up, like for me, it really resonated that we're we're at that we're over the, the top of the roller coaster hill and the end of the year is in sight. And especially for people that might be the ones that are going to want to hear us talking about, you know, managing issues when it comes to health and weight loss and healthy, healthy choices and finding, you know, setting goals for yourself and working on organization and ways to like build action from your goals and all of those things it's not really the time of year that people want to hear a lot about that. Like this is the time of year where they're more worried about, you know, what's going on at the holiday party at work and what's going on with this. So if someone's not fully engaged, it's hard to get them to engage this time of year. It just, that's just a fact. Like it doesn't mean you stop talking and you stop sharing messages, but it is having to understand like even we, you know, we have through, and again, you know, not everyone listening probably knows the company, you know, knows ketoroad.com and, and those things that we do. But we have a couple of different newsletters that we put out. And one of the things like I had in my head going into Thanksgiving week was views are going to be down on newsletters. Like people aren't going to be reading email that comes into their box over the Thanksgiving holiday, especially an email that's normally talking about health, that's talking about food, that's talking about weight loss or fitness or any of those things. Like that's not the first email that someone's going to open. So you're going to see your engagement drop for a little bit. You know, that's just a natural part of the ebb and flow. And I think... I think the challenge is right before the holidays is probably a time where those views also go up because there are the people that are getting ready to kind of hunker down and stay focused on their goals and move themselves forward at this time of year. So it's it to me, I find it fascinating to look at the ebb and flow of it and understand that there are going to be times that we work on things really hard and it lands with some people. And there are times that we work on things and we know it would be helpful if people saw it and were able to interact with it and all of those things. And they're just not picking up on it. So that's the 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 rub for for people that are in this this content creation game. You know, it's it's understanding that sometimes you got to take the the bones of what you packaged and repackage it again and try again, and not be afraid to keep putting that authentic hard work that you're putting out there. And you know, sometimes it feels like it's an uphill battle, and sometimes it goes really smoothly. And how you manage yourself through that, I think, is also connecting with other people that are doing it which sometimes people are wary of because they're like, you don't want you stealing your secrets and I, how much do I share with you? And like all of those things, but it's good to talk to other people and be like, how is that going for you? Like, are, are you feeling good right now? Are you challenged? And you know, it can be disheartening when they're like, this is my best, the best week I've ever had. And it's like, Oh, great. Good for you. My views are cutting 50% this week. Like it's, 
it, for me, it goes back to that idea of controlling what we can control. And I think, you you know, this, like at the end of the day, it's, you can only control the authenticity of the message you're putting out there and hope that you kind of make that connection and you do find the things that will connect and draw people's attention in, in that way. But I, I also feel like you can't beat yourself up. Like you can't let it be something like this work failed, even though maybe numbers wise, it does look on paper, look like it failed, but is there something you can do with it eventually? Can you find a way to reuse that content in a way that will find an opportunity to get it in front of people? So there's, like you said, there's a lot more moving pieces behind the scenes. Like it's not just, oh, that me makes me laugh. I'm going to share it. Like it can be about, is this a message I feel that people need to hear? Like all of those things. And I think sometimes we forget that at the end of the day, the hard part is it is just social media and not every person is using it as a serious communication channel. And, you know, you're sometimes you can make real connections and sometimes the the connections just aren't what they're, they're cracked up to be. Yeah. So that's my rent, my rent on that. I love that. I love that. I think they've got, I think they've actually deserved two bathroom breaks. <laughs> uh, well, and, but I think it like it does like you and it's funny because you're talking about numbers and I know that's from a perspective of like business for you and like engagement and also the, the fact that you want your the things you're saying to be in front of people. But at the end of the day, like I see so many people that I care about and I'm friends with and, you know, I've collaborated with or I just know personally and I see them just get disheartened when something doesn't quote unquote hit. And it's like, you can't, that's the one thing that I learned in my training on marketing is like, it is about continuing to keep moving forward and finding ways to take, if, you, if your message is really good and it should be seen by more people, trying to put it out there in a different way. What is a way to take it and re-angle it and reformat it or tried at a different time like you you and i talk about this all the time in terms of like timing of of when an email goes out affects you know greatly the percentage of people that are going to see that email and open it you know mm. all of those things like there's so much there that it is in a lot of ways just about continuing to push put it out and you know and and this is where i think some of these people that are trying to make promises to you like the quote unquote like social media coaches like I'm going to get you X percentage of engagement um, that a lot of times the, the, the number one secret they te teach you is like how to buy followers. Like if you want real authentic engagement, it's about keeping your head up and keeping moving forward. And, you know, if you get that one person, you know, I had someone today DM me and start following me and have a, a nice little conversation with them from a podcast that I was on. Where are we go four years ago, if not more. Oh, I love when like that happened. It makes me so 2019. Happy. And they're like, I heard your episode of this podcast today. And I'm like, okay, um, not sure how you discovered that one at that time from that place, especially where, you know, even where the podcast has pivoted from, you know, in terms of its message, like, you know, I'm not really even its target demographic anymore, but I, you know, I made a connection with that person and had a good conversation with them. Like, it's all about sometimes people, it's not just about what we put out and we have to accept that it's not just about the messages we're putting out there. It's hitting with a person when they're ready to hear it, especially because like you said, it is that idea about helping people with things that are really serious in their life. So if they're not in a place to hear it, you can, you can say it as wonderfully as possible and they're still not going to hear it. You know, it's just not going to be the right time for them. So you hope that you create it, you know, our digital footprint is lasting. It's there. And you hope that someone, you know, finds it in the time that they need it. And I didn't believe it to be possible, but we've gotten two rants from Mike on this topic. It's impressive. No, but I, I, I totally agree with you. I, I think it's just, you know, um, and really my hope when sharing that wasn't really, I mean, yeah, it's always nice to like talk, you know, through the stressful moments, but um, it's really because I know there are probably people here that are listening that, you know, especially if they're from our circles that have their own business or whatever. And, 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 I'm you know, they're not alone in that. Like, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people think they're alone because you're right. They, they go to their friends and their friends like best week, best week. And they're like, and then you play the comparison game. Oh my gosh. When they're like, the Bible's like comparison is like the thief of joy. Oh, oh, it's so true. It's, it's, it's the, it's the, uh, it's such a good, it's a universal quote. All humans can use it at any point in time. It, it's so true. Um, and so like, they're not alone, you know, like this is, this is the game we play. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's different than any other stress of any other company. Right. I just think it's like, 
when when like let's say you're like a cashier at walmart you don't feel the stress of marketing and numbers you know right because you're you're at the bottom of that food chain right but it's like you know owning your own company is like being the vp of a big company not not in terms of obviously the weight that they have to juggle but the stress that comes with it like 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 you're i think that's why entrepreneurship and this is a topic we can have on another podcast but entrepreneurship is it's really trendy right now um it's not easy it's really so not easy and um you have to love it you have to love it you have to more importantly you have to truly feel like the message you're trying to get out is something that is worth getting out to you not to anybody else to you because the audience that needs to hear it will cling to it it's 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 is what you're talking about worth the stress, worth the sweat, worth the time, worth the things? Um, and you have to believe in that thing, even if no one else does. Um, and I don't think a lot of people understand that. They think it's like a get rich quick scheme. And it's like true entrepreneurs don't even, I mean, yeah, money matters, but it's not about the money. It's about it's about the thing that they're trying to get to the masses. Like that's the thing that truly matters is, is what's their mission? What's their purpose? Uh, most people that go in it for the the views and the and the income, they they fizzle out because it's um it's not like that it's not it's not that uh yeah it's just not like that. Well, that's a that's a good <laughs> that's a good summary point. It's not like that, and I think it is like it really. I I think one of the reasons why this topic resonates with you and it resonates with me is because we're not we're not people that sell well you are to an extent um, with your, with one of your companies, but it's not like you're selling a box and you're promising people what's in the box and you just want them to trust that what's in the box is in the box and they're going to buy it because they like the price of what's in the box. It's also, it's, we're selling things that are about change, you know, and about work that they have to do. You know, we're, we're, we're talking to them about work that is, is things that people may have been frustrated by, by decades in their lives. So when you are talking to someone and saying, I can help you make some change in that area that's been frustrating you for the past 40 years, getting people to believe that is is difficult. And also because it doesn't go back to them necessarily believing you or your message. It's about their belief in themselves and they're being willingness to take that risk on themselves. And so there's so many moving pieces that come together before you're sitting, you know, quote unquote, sitting across the table with someone. So you know, that's, that's a big part of the things that we do put out there, you know, and obviously not this podcast per se, but the other work that we do is about letting people know that we understand where they're at, you know, and we're willing to meet them where they're at. And it's, it is about trust building and people knowing who we are as people and, you know, all of those things, which is very different than I have this great product that's going to help you with that problem that you were talking about the other day. Like sometimes it, it boils down to that, but it's, it's not just that simple. You know, it's not, it's not a brand new type of, of super glue that's going to help you put things together, you know, in your house that are broken. You know, it's it's offering glue that exists on different levels and hoping that people are willing to take a risk on themselves and uh, be willing to listen and grow and learn from what you're able to put out there. And so there's a deeper meaning. You know, I'm not saying one person's business is better than another, but operates on different levels. And I think that also means that it hits us differently when the, the quote unquote market ebbs and flows. Like it's for me though, I, I put myself in that, you know, the being in the shoes of that person who's on the other end of the message. And it just always comes back to that idea of, you know, they're going to hear the message when they're ready for it is so you got to keep the message going. You know, it's like when someone says to me, like, how do you, how do I talk to, uh, you know, I've had success on this, on a, on this quote unquote way of eating. Like I've, I've, you know, changed my health. I've changed my life. I'm off medications. I've lost weight how do I talk to my family member that is clearly in the place that I was in when I got started and I want them to know how exciting this is and how it could change their life. And at the end of the day, you can't just walk up to someone and say that you can't just, you know, we can't just walk up to people in public and be like here. And there are, believe me, there are people that do it. You know, before I started my health journey, there were people that would walk up to me and hand me cards and say, call me like, that's always a weird experience, but yeah, we idea. Talk about that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that the how people, you know, we could talk about like, you know, I was over 500 pounds. The, the things that people say to you and the things that people walk up and hand to you, like that's really interesting. The notes that get left on your car sometimes, all kinds of stuff. But at the end of the day, like it's about having to 
you know, the, my advice, and this is where I, I'll circle back instead of rambling for another minute. Like my advice is always let the person know that you're, you know, be someone that's approachable to that person already. You know, if you've never had an in-depth conversation with them and the first in-depth conversation you want to have with them is about telling them how they can change their life, that's not going to go well. Um, look at your relationship with that person, work on that end of it, and also just live your live your life and your truth and put yourself out there as an example. And if they're interested, they're going to talk to you about it. If they're not, there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mean that to be a downer. I mean it to be more real, realistic. Like when you're that person who is, when you're on the receiving end of, of those comments and conversations, you know when you're ready to talk about those things and you know when you're not. And lining that up is near almost impossible. But when someone has shown that they've made change or that they've done something, you may talk to them. You may reach out to them and talk to them. And like, that's, you know, in a lot of ways, that's how we have to approach the situations. Like I, if there are like, this could be a rant, you know, this, this should have been a rant in the beginning. Cause I get emails and I'm sure you do too. Like DMS all the time of people who are like, I'm helping high achieving coaches reach people with automated DMS and, sending out five to 10,000 DMs a day and they're getting this number of clients from it. And when you get those DMs, you know, because especially if you use certain hashtags and things, you you'll click on, you know, you'll get into someone's loop and they're like, Hey, how are you doing? What are the goals you're working on now? And it's not a real conversation. They're trying to sell you coaching. So like you immediately just kind of shut it down that conversation if you didn't open it up with them, but that's that's automated now like there's you know, people are using ai chatbots for all those things oh and, dude like that's a whole that's <laughs> we could go on i i actually ai is something we should talk about you know at some point but um it's no I, it's uh, it's understanding that it's not the same that and and this is something i also found fascinating i worked in construction marketing and the owner of the company you know the the elder statesman of the company you know, we would, you know, they would have conversations about this is how we used to get business. Like we would talk about how they got business. And it was very much like walk into an office, tell them what you offer, you know, shake a hand and make a deal or send something out in the mail. So at one point we, you know, in the middle of all the digital marketing we're doing and all the kind of new marketing and inbound marketing, you know, we, we did some mailers and didn't really get a great result from them. Because we realized that that wasn't a, you know, that's something that used to work for some people and isn't necessarily the best way to to go about that communication now. So it's always about being willing to say, because my message will always be valid, you know, construction is always needed, but the vehicle to get the message out about it is the thing that has to change with the ebb and flow of how people are processing information and when they're open to it and all of those things. It's a good word, sir. Uh, Yeah, I don't have anything else to say on that. Well, and that's, you know, we, we, the, a little bit of our rate, we, yeah, we just talked about Thanksgiving last week, so we didn't want to just jump into and that this is about the season, but this in some ways, you know, this topic is ending up being about, you know, this time of year, because yeah, it's when people are open to listening to things. And I'm just hoping there are people out there that are listening, that are open to adding a new podcast to their subscription. So if you are listening and this is your first episode, make sure that you're subscribing to us on your, on your podcast platform. So you automatically get it downloaded every week. Our podcast drops on Wednesdays. I'm starting to do some promotion here, John, if you didn't figure that out, um, because we haven't really talked about this before on episodes. So if you can and you like what you're hearing from us and even tonight, excuse me, you even enjoyed tonight's rambling, um, give us a review, Spotify, Apple people, especially the more people that rate and review the podcast on those platforms, the more people we get in front of. So that would be really helpful. Um, and should we tell people how, if they want to talk to us about what we talk about in this podcast, uh, where they can find us, John? Yeah. They can find us at a lot to swallow at gmail.com. And what if they want to talk to you personally? Where do they find Oh, you? Oh, sorry. Oh man. No, it's okay. We've never done it on here. Like I, I said, flustered. I said to John this week, I'm like, do you realize that in our show notes and on the podcast, we never really even talk about how people can connect with us if they want to. I think we just assume that they know who we are and they don't. There's people out there listening that have no no clue who we are. So if they want to find out more about us, where do they find you, John? Yeah, they can find me um, on Instagram uh, at the Keto Road. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you uh, Facebook at the Keto Road or Jonathan Shane, if you can, you don't even know what I look like because we're on audio. So that won't work. Uh, And then the Keto Road.com and then the Keto Road at gmail.com. So it was like the the four big ones. Well, there you go. What about you? You If you want to connect with me, just... Um, go to um, Gourmet Goes Keto on Instagram and on X. Um, no spaces or anything. It's just at Gourmet Goes Keto. Sweet.
Sweet. Are we going to go? Are we, are we doing a popcorn? Are we doing a, a, a junk food? Oh yeah, we didn't really talk about any junk food. What do you, what's remember last week? I said I had nothing, and then I ended up going on for like ten minutes. So oh, we have to be careful. You know. We don't want to trigger you. Uh, so what about you? Is there anything out there that you've been watching the past week or anything? No, but there is this one. Um, there's this one movie I really want to watch. It it just you, you should watch the trailer on it. It's called The Shift. Hmm. Um. Uh, who plays it? Ah, oh, who plays the devil in it? I don't remember his name. All right. Anyways. Really it's good. Neil, Mac- Neil, Mac- Neil McDonough. Oh, have you seen the movie? No, but I know about it. Oh my gosh, I've heard nothing but great things. He apparently crushed it. Um, so I want, I really want to go watch that movie. Also, did you watch the Babylonian Bee thing I sent you? Um, I don't think I did, to be honest. Oh, oh stop, ruined. I didn't. I did. See, that's how fast things move past you when you send someone something, and I wasn't in a place where I could, I could watch it at that time, so I totally forgot. So I'll have to do that you guys if y'all ever if you if you're listening to this and you get a chance <laughs> actually you know what maybe you won't like this at all i don't know uh youtube or um google babylonian babylon b alien confused um alien confused just just type that and just click on the video it's funny and then once you watch it email john and let him know what you thought <laughs> yeah please do a, a negative or positive alike i'll take it all i'm a utopia kind of guy <laughs> and i don't really i i i will this week i don't really have much i don't really i i didn't really do much most of the stuff i watched over the weekend was i'm i'm still in the i just oh actually i just finished my that we talked about in last week's episode i just finished my rewatch of harry potter for the the holiday season and now i'm ready to it? click into like full-on christmas movie mode so maybe sometime over the next couple episodes we'll 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 talk about um anything that i've 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 dove back into when it comes to watching my favorites but i'm I'm trying to get some of those lined up for this week you're not a hallmark guy are you no no thank you lord oh boy they're all this they're all the same move those are all the same movie i have i have I have like a, my my favorite holiday movies are like random like my favorite of all time is white christmas with bing crosby Danny Kay, that's probably my favorite Christmas movie of all time. I love Santa Claus the movie, which is 1980s. Dudley Moore stars as an elf. It's about corporate greed and taking over the magic of Christmas, and which like most Christmas movies are about. But this one was one of the one of the first, and it's got just some great. It's it's a fun fun old old movie, probably hmm. approaching 40 years old now, which is wild. Um, I don't know, maybe it was late 80s, 87, 86, somewhere in there. I don't know. Um, I'm also a huge fan. There's a movie called, if people haven't heard about it, you should check it out called Anna and the apocalypse. And it is a Christmas zombie movie. That's also a musical. So it's just this out of control, um, silly, um, movie that is just, it's a zombie apocalypse happening at Christmas and it's people singing about it. So it's really, it cracks me up. So I'm probably going to watch that again. I'm down. I'll watch that. But yeah, nothing really new going on here that way. Cool. All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up then. Cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the show. Once again, um, rewind like three minutes and you can get all of our contact information. Don't forget to (laughs) rate, review the show, share it with your friends, share it with your enemies. Hey, because if you don't like us, share it with someone and tell them we're the best because, you know, punish them. Like do what you need to do what you need to do, people. We we support you either way. But hopefully you did get a little bit out of what you heard tonight and you'll catch us on the next episode of a lot to swallow. All right. Bye. Adios y'all.